Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 15. Here's Pastor Ryan. Outlets that are out there. The Newsmax, the NTD, the Epoch Times, Fox, and especially other countries. It's CNN and BBC, man. CNN, Communist News Network. You know, so you have to like understand that within the body of Christ, if God has blessed us with information, the best thing to do is to love your neighbor as yourself. If you're invited somewhere, are you not going to wear the mask if they want you to wear the mask in their home? I would. I would. Because the Bible says to do so, to love them. And the fact is that people don't care what we know until they know that we care about them. So love people and with the knowledge that you have, you know. It says don't dispute, don't fight over it. Doesn't mean you can't edify them and sharing with them some of the things that you've learned that they may have not learned. But anyways, if you wear a mask, don't judge those who don't. And if you don't wear a mask, don't judge those who do. Does that make sense? I mean, it's applicable for today. Some people are also into boycotting things, which is cool. I get on my boycott stuff. (laughs) I get on it sometimes myself. That's it. You know, cola, Disney, Starbucks, on and on and on and on and on. And I get it. I get on that sometimes. The Holy Spirit will guide us. But, you know, come to think about it, if you go down that road, we probably will have to boycott every company on the planet. Because it's a fallen world. Most companies are led by fallen, undiscerned spiritual people. They're fallen. Why do we expect them to be like holy companies or whatever? You know, so if the Lord leads you to boycott, go for it. I'm with you. If the Lord leads you not to boycott, go for it. I'm with you too. I'm just, it's too much. Want to check the tag on your shirt? Who made it? Hmm? Who made who made our shoes? Who you know? You're gonna you know who do they donate money to? What wicked cause do they donate money? It, it will go on and on and on. I'm not drinking Starbucks, man. You know, and then you're then you are. <laughs> Just let everyone be convinced in their own mind, and don't say, oh. You know, they went to Disneyland. I can't believe it. You know, Star Wars, you know, lost their mind. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to, like, watch the old Star Wars with my kids. You know, it reminds me of uh, Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 25 through 26. He said, eat whatever is sold in the meat market, asking no questions for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness. 
if any of those who do not believe invites you to dinner and you desire to go, eat whatever is said before you asking no question for conscience sake. It's like you go to a restaurant, right? About to chow down on your burger and somebody says, do you know the owner, what the owner of this company is doing? It's like, no, nor do I care. I'm just eating a burger. You know what I'm saying? I'm not naive to the wickedness of the world. I'm not naive, all right? Like when someone says, they're wicked, they're wicked, this company did this, this company did that. It's like, it's the same. It's, we're in the world. Jesus said this as he prayed for the disciples in John 17. He said, I have given them your word. 17, uh, John 17, 14 through 15. I have given them your word. He's praying to the Father. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. And so we're here in this world, and it's a wicked world, and the evil one, the Bible says that the whole world, those who are not born again, the whole world is under the sway of the enemy, under the influence of the, so, you know, we got to live, live your life. And I got to teach my kids to discern, be careful. Like we tell them about, you know, this company, mijo, mija, they're, they're, they have lost it. They don't know God and they're doing these things. So, you know, or this, we don't watch this cartoon or we don't, it's all about instruction. It's all about instruction. So if you're mad at me because I don't boycott with you, but sometimes I do. So I'm just giving you, you know, I think it applies to some people are convinced that's what they should be doing. Others, people, not so much. We need to love each other and accept each other. One is able to stand and one is able to stand or fall. We're all the Lord's servants. And he, you know, it's like I went to Knott's with the family. And uh, all I can tell you about Knott's Berry Farm is that it was super fun. The rides were cool. And I had a great time with the family. I don't know what the owners of Knott's are doing. I don't. No, I don't. I'm not like he, Paul says, when you go to the, just eat the meat, don't even ask. So, just eat the meat. Anyways. Where are we at? For even Christ did not please himself. No, no, let me, let me, let me say more because I think there's more. I worked for Caltrans the Department of, of Transportation here in California, right? I worked there for 19 and a half years. They forced us to pay union fees, all right? All right, 80-something bucks. The, the unions in America are the Democrat Party, okay? So they took money forcibly for abortion out of all of us, whether you agreed with it or not. Did I ever quit because of that? No, because we're to be salt and light, and I'm there to be salt and light. We're worried about judgment. It's a coming. We don't, we don't, it's coming. Everybody that you think is going to get away with their perversion towards children, they are not going to get away with it. 
that gives me solace, right? So that means I don't have to bring the, the hammer and the vengeance and you know, it's, it's going to be dealt with. I have full confidence that when the Son of Man comes, whoo, sword out of his mouth, the nations are done. And so here, Paul quotes a wonderful verse uh, uh, scripture from King David, Psalm 69, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. Right? That's a beautiful statement that King David said. And I'll give you more of that section of scripture because it's really good. In Psalm 69, verses 7 through 9, that's two verses before it, this is what David says. Because for your sake I have borne reproach. Shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my brothers and an alien to my mother's children because zeal for your house has eaten me up. The reproaches uh, of you have fallen on me. And it just shows, even back then, King David faced persecution from family, from friends, from strangers alike. He was reproached. He was looked down upon. He was probably made fun at. Spoken evil towards him was done. Why? Because he loved God. And to love God is to love his word and to stand for his precepts. And when it comes to this, this bearing with the scruples of the weak, people will think it's strange. People will, will persecute you because you don't practice liberties that you used to practice. I know for me, that's exactly what happened. The, you know, my old friends had no problem with me becoming a Christian. But the moment I realized, these knuckleheads aren't taking me serious when it comes to the gospel, if they still see me with the brewski in my hand. It seems like these guys who don't know God know one thing, that me holding that beer tells them I'm not that serious yet about God. I guarantee you, that's how a hundred of my homeboys thought of me. They saw me with the beer. They did not take me seriously. Okay, okay, little religion, cool. The moment I said, I realized that God spoke to me, they're not going to listen to you because you're still drinking. The moment I put that away, everyone thought I joined a cult. Like they could not fathom. We are beer and beer is us. It's tradition. It's how we live. We cannot live or breathe without it. Like you have lost your mind. I mean, this is like, who's Jones? Remember the Jones guy in the 70s? What's the guy? Jim Jones. I mean, you lost your mind, dude. Nah, I didn't lose my mind. I don't drink for your sake. Because I want you to take me more serious. So, First Peter. Please, turn there with me. First Peter, chapter 4. Peter talks about this very day, the reproaches of Christ that have fallen on him. Therefore, oh, verse 1, uh, chapter 4, 1 Peter, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourself also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. 
For we have spent enough of our past lifetime, listen to this, in doing the will of the Gentiles. When we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries, in regard to these, they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. See, the world's going to think like, really? Why, 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 why aren't you drinking anymore? You know, they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. God will deal with all the judgment. There's no need for us to worry about that. But it's true. The reproaches, people will reproach you and I when we stand up for God's word. It's the only real reason why believers face persecution. If there's believers who are here or maybe watching or listening and you think, well, you know, I'm going through this trial or that trial. Trials happen, but they're not always because you're standing up for God. So you have to, you know, make sure that you're a believer who is not ashamed of the gospel. And the gospel message is repentance from sin because the kingdom of God is at hand. And that's what church is all about. That's the message. So when we talk about abortion, when we talk about fornication, when we talk about adultery, when we talk about all the sins that God says, let no one deceive you. If you practice these things, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. That's what the word says. So when you stand up and just lovingly warn people and tell people, look, you know, you want to ask me? You guys are shacked up together. You're not married. You're not born again. You're not, you're not getting in. You can, you can will yourself, deceive yourself all you want. You're not getting in. The Bible says that he who has been born again does not sin. And that means they don't practice sin. We all sin, but we're not practicing, right? And so, again, um, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever things, verse 4, whatever things were written, were written, uh, be, oh, let me repeat. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. This whole idea of restricting ourselves and bearing with the scruples of the weak, all of these things, we see it in, in scriptures. We see people loving God and loving their neighbor throughout the word. All that was there to teach us what it's all about. It's there for our learning. Our Lord did not live to please himself, and neither should we. We need to be those that yield to the Lord. And it and really comes from the teaching of the scriptures. We learn from the teaching of the scriptures how to be more like Jesus. And this is what's wrong with the church as a whole in the whole world. There are so many churches that do not teach through the Bible. They'll say we teach from the Bible. I'm not talking about teaching from the Bible. Do you teach through the Bible? When they teach from it, they're picking up little parts here or there and doing topical studies. We want to go through the book. 
Every other book in our colleges, in our, in our educational system, every book, correct me if I'm wrong, you start at the beginning and you go where? To the end. I don't know why some people just jump around in the Bible like grasshoppers. Go through it, verse by verse, and you'll get an idea of what God wants and how we ought to live. Because those who don't go through the Bible, they come up with the strangest ideas of what they feel, because it's a feeling of what is the right way to behave. But we are taught from God to follow him. All right? So anyways, um, the scriptures were written for our learning that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, and that's exactly exactly what the scriptures pr- provide for us. They teach us how to be patient, don't they? When you study the word, to me, patience is like maturity, right? Like I, I, I've learned, you older saints, correct me later, but I just, I mean, patience is like. The, one of the most mature thing attributes a person can have. Because young folk usually are not patient. We want it now. The patience. But when you go through the word, there's promises galore. But they don't all come right away. We learn to delight ourselves in the Lord to delight ourselves in his word and in prayer and know that eventually he gives us the desires of our heart. But it doesn't come right away often, and so we learn patience. But yet the scriptures, they comfort us. And there's nothing in the world that can comfort a believer like the word of God. There's nothing. Jesus is the word made flesh. So the more we study the word, we soak it up, we meditate on it, we chew the cud, the more comfort we're going to have. If you're lacking comfort, if you're worried, if you're anxious, if you're depressed, if you feel hopeless, it's the word. Faith comes by hearing and that by the word of God. It ain't another book. It ain't a movie. It ain't. It's the word made flesh. The more of it we get, the more comfort we receive. That we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Hope comes from the reading of the word. We should be the most hopeful people on the planet. We know Jesus. How can the non-believers be more hopeful than us? So what if the world looks crazy? So what if people are out of their minds? God, we know, is on the throne, and he is on our side. Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord, Jesus Christ. And that's what God is looking at. He's looking for us to be one. Some people are going to have different convictions than us. They're still our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Let us not condemn. Let's not give them the cold shoulder. 
oh, they don't wear their masks, or oh, they wear their masks. Who cares? We're brothers and sisters. Let's love each other. All right? And we can we can edify each other. We can share information. Try to try to, you know, enlighten one another, but not to argue. Enlighten one another, but not to condemn. Uh, you know, people feel comfortable. Then love on them. It's all good. It went both ways, guys. Did it not? Any of you finished with me? <laughs> It's just uh, it's just applicable to today, guys. We need to love. Because if we don't love one another, we're in trouble. Amen. Right? Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Not everybody even knows that there's other outlets you can get news. There's conservatives all over the world from every country speaking out for family values for men in the home, for godliness, but we got to like look for it. Narrow is the path and difficult is the path that leads to life, Jesus. And there are said, and there are few who find it. And you know, you're the light, you're the salt. If you have the information, share it lovingly and, uh, and test all things because we're living in deceptive times. And God has already began his judgment by giving people over to a debased mind. It's all around us. Why? It's common sense. How come come you don't get it? It's common sense. It's part of the judgment. It's already here. And the only thing that can break through that is like our prayers and the word of God and our prayers. But, you know, don't, don't expect, you know, the media to give you the truth all the time. Test all things. CNN, MSNBC, uh, what's the other one? Uh, CBS, every, everything. It used to be every channel, right? I mean, um, they're just a, a, a wing of, of, of the, the party that is pro-sexualization of children, pro-abortion, and everything else. Anyways, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace, your love, and your mercy. We're so grateful for your scriptures. Indeed, this morning they continue to comfort us and give us hope. Father, we pray to be a people who honors your word like the church at Philadelphia the book of Revelation. You said that they were small, but yet they kept your word. Help us in these last days to keep your word. You say that we are to honor your word even above your name. It's that important. Satan has come to deny your word, twist your word, confuse people. But Jesus, your truth sets us free. Give our church discernment. Help us to love you with everything that you give us and to love one another. Help us not to seek our own, but the welfare of others. May you bless Banning and Beaumont and the surrounding cities. You know who needs Jesus. You know who's hungry for the Bible. May you draw them from everywhere that they might come and learn of you for your glory. We love you, Lord. 
And while all heads are bowed, if there's anybody here who has not given their life to Jesus and God has spoken to your heart and you know that you have sinned against God and you haven't given him your heart, but he has spoken to your heart this morning, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand so I can lead you in a prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Is there anybody here who needs to do that? So, Father, again, we thank you. May you bless our time of fellowship now. In Jesus' name we pray, and together we say, Amen. Please stand. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.